Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Senior Bowl is come and gone as we inch closer to the NFL Draft. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the fight promoter for Cuppy vs. Jimmy Camel. And back with me is AJ. South Alabama is the perfect indoor facility, Marchese. The lighting in that facility, mwah, just, just perfection. Today is our 2022 Senior Bowl Recap Spectacular. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out. To Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Some funk got out in Mobile, Alabama this past Mm -hmm. week. What do you think about that, AJ? Oh, it's a pretty funky week, Rob. That's damn sure of it. Amen, brother. Jim Jim Nagy came, he saw, and he won. <laughs> um, See you later, East West Shrine Bowl and Eric Galco. Eat it, the, Shrine Bowl. The fight we we didn't know we all needed so badly. Can I can I make a quick Shrine Bowl suggestion? And yeah. I I'm sure there's a reason they I'm wrong about this, but why not if, if Galco's out for the Nagster, why not put the Shrine Bowl the week after the Senior Bowl? Because it's Super Bowl weekend. Oh, yeah. That will have that. all the tension. <laughs> the week after the Super Bowl. See, he was wrong. What do you mean? He, he's, he's already he's stealing all of uh, the scouts and bringing them to Vegas. <laughs> it was pretty smart doing it with, like, the, the Pro Bowl and stuff. And with the no, NHL I, I, game. I, 
I do really respect Alco's like attempt to. I mean, the, the, it's it's an impossible task, but I I do appreciate that he's he's clearly trying to do something and, and improve the game as a whole. Although it'll never be the same if it's not at the drop. Um, such a good point. But it just it, it like like Arif Hassan's article said like unless he can actually start pulling marquee prospects there, yeah, they'll they'll never usurp the senior bowl and it just seems like an impossible task because there's really no benefit for a a, a player of let's say malik willis was kind of the main topic of that mm-hmm. story on the athletic like there's no bonus in him going to the east west shrine bowl if anything it just it almost looks worse for him as a prospect yeah if you know what i mean i will say it was a great shrine bowl roster i know you talked about shrine bowl last a couple episodes i didn't get to Great roster, and the couple guys we saw make the no, loop. No, no, I talked about the NFL PA Bowl. Okay. The, the marquee game, if you want to get to that. But no, the, the couple of guys that made the leap from the from the Shrine Bowl to the, uh, the Senior Bowl. Yeah, well, uh, I'll be talking Yeah, I'll be talking about at least uh, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, it's nice to see, because I, I do think the NFL PA Bowl has come a long way as well. It's nice to see that the Senior Bowl is still obviously the, the marquee game, but Seeing the other two really take it up a notch as well, it's it's only good for football and prospects as a yeah, whole. Definitely, definitely. But uh, at the end of the week, Nagy's still sitting on that throne with his his crown unknocked. Yeah, well, give Galico a couple more years. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, but before yeah. we did, did you want to talk Senior Bowl game first or second? Mm, it's it's less important. So, like, I don't. I don't. I let's let's we'll just brush over it quickly because. Like like they always say, the game does not matter. The scouts go home after Thursday practice. The game's more of a reward for the players. You're not taking much away from it. I think like it it can only help a guy if he plays well in it. Yeah. But it's not going to hurt anyone if they don't type thing. Um, it's a good way ultimate, to cap a good week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To kind of put that exclamation mark on it. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the three senior bowl practices are the big thing, and. Let me say before we really get into it, this doesn't change your grades. I know this is probably harped on constantly. It doesn't change your grades senior bowl week. It only kind of either reconfirms to you what you saw on tape or sends you back to the tape. If a guy has a really good week or a really bad week and you're kind of on the opposite side of that as a prospect uh, with your view of him as a prospect, Mm -hmm. it doesn't change your grade per se. It kind of just allows you to focus more in an isolated situation or see if a guy's improved on certain things. But, like, you're not seeing a guy have a great senior bowl week and being like, that's a first-round guy. His tape has to match that first-round type of senior bowl week to, to earn that grade. Most definitely. Right? Does that Absolutely. make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, Thank Rob. You. But speaking of putting an exclamation mark on, a, on the week, the, the senior bowl game MVP was uh, Oklahoma defensive tackle Pyrion Winfrey. I think they got it right. Yeah, he had a phenomenal week. He came into the game. The defensive line in general just dominated yes. that game. Like, that was the, the talk of the game. I didn't think the, there was uh, any dominant performances outside of D-line play, per, per se. Like, to me, the, the guys who stood out the most in the game positively were uh, Pyrion Winfrey, Boy Mafi, Jesse Lakuda, uh and Travis Jones, the UConn defensive tackle. And then kind of Jalen Petrie was the other big, big 
I thought, oh, and, and you know what? Andy Angelo Malone. Yeah. There's another defensive lineman. But well, it was a lot of great D-line play. You're forgetting one more guy. My MVP. Jordan Stout. Oh, yeah, with a, that booming punt in the first quarter? A couple of good boomers, yeah. No, but, no, I think those guys were the definitely the highlight of the game. Um, going to Mafe specifically, a solid week, and I think I think that's a good example of where, you know, solid week, but then, you know, capping off with that awesome game can kind of just, you know, go back and leave, like, a, a more positive, you know, like, like, okay, that's a solid rep, turns into, like, you know, that was a good rep. You know what I mean? Just, like, in the minds of scouts. Uh, I think that was a monster way to finish. Winfrey was dominant from start to finish and literally through the game. Um, I thought, like, coming away, like, you know, watching the American team practice especially, I just felt like that that, that defensive line dominated all week against that offensive line. Yeah. All yeah. through practice. Big, big time. So then, and then when I, I, the, the national defensive line might be better, so then we just saw, like, absolutely wreck shit. Well, outside of the top guy, but wreck shit through the, through the game. Yeah, I, I think kind of just the biggest takeaway from the week overall to me was this defensive line group is was already kind of in, if you include the juniors the the probably the best part specifically the edge class yeah uh and then this senior group really blew it up and i think the interior defensive line group because it is pretty wide open and a lot of the top guys are seniors that this uh this yeah kind of reconfirmed to you that the D line's the marquee overall position in in this draft. Yeah, no, uh, definitely, definitely, and and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and and like yeah, seeing different guys win in different ways in the game. Like boy, boy, Mafi was just a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Jesse Lacuda, who's one of my favorite players, if you listen to the Senior Bowl preview shows, like I'm sure you did, AJ. That's a guy I was waxing poetic about, um, and and he came to play all week, and then. Put, again, put the exclamation mark on it with this game. Travis Jones, kind of same idea. The other thing, though, is because of kind of the way these all-star events don't favor running backs during practice, yeah. in terms of it's hard for them to show off outside of almost outside of pass protection and just catching the ball well enough, seeing a guy like Abram Smith, I thought he had a, a fantastic game where he was breaking first contact pretty consistently, just felt like he was picking up six yards on every carry. I thought that was big for him. And another back in TJ Pledger, who was called up only for that third practice, mm-hmm. the Utah back, and he looked quite good in the game too, and I was I was impressed by that. He did look pretty good. And he had that one awesome catch, uh, if you remember in practice, where yep. we all downfield had to adjust like back shoulder and had to like you know slide backwards. It was a great catch. Uh, no, him filling in late was, was great for him. Um you want to talk about some guys who who didn't show up in the practice but had a good game? Yeah, who 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 comes to mind for you? So uh, let, let, let's let's do a, let's do a hot take or maybe not so hot. I I thought Bernard Raymond overall all week was pretty disappointing for me personally. I I think so too, and I feel like it was slightly overshadowed because the especially the tackles, offensive tackles as a whole didn't play that great. Totally, agree. so kind of it kind of hid. Almost all of them not playing that great kind of hit each other struggling. Yeah. Like, because it was all pretty meh. Yeah, like we'll get later. We'll pick every our best player in every position. Uh, I really struggled with offensive tackle. <laughs> like, I, I really didn't know who Same. to choose. Um, but I thought Raymond, you know, through the week, one-on-ones, str- one-on-ones, he was struggling. In team, he was a bit better. 
And I thought he looked good in the game. He had a really good game, a really solid game at least. He had a couple blocks. Where I think he, I think one of the Smith runs he sprung getting to the second level on uh, Demarco Jackson. I think it was. And like turn turn you know what was a bad week and like you said I think that's a good point. They kind of just covered covered it up. Um, to like leaving a good taste in your mouth to end it and like what could have been you know a week that kind of pushed him out of the first round. Uh, looking at mock drafts around around the. Around draft Twitter sphere, uh, he's in every single one. So I don't, yeah. I don't, you know what I mean. I think think for what could have been a a hurtful week didn't end up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got Hopefully you. Hopefully, at least, yeah. Uh, a couple more guys I want to mention just from the game quickly. I thought Velas Jones looked really good, and he had a really solid week. Uh, and a the really Tennessee good week. receiver. Yeah. Uh, I thought. In a week where the tight ends didn't stand out all that much, I thought Jake Ferguson had a really nice game. I thought he, he just yeah, good. He just operates really smoothly, and he had that big uh, run after catch touchdown. Um, so I thought he looked quite good. Yeah, uh, I, I Chad, think that's a good one to bring up because um, I totally agree with the tight ends. None of them really popped to me, but um, Ferguson just seems solid, solid all week, not doing anything poorly, yep. not standing out, and then coming out with a good game. It was was really nice. Um, Chad Muma just flying all yeah, ch- flying all over the field. He had a good week. Uh, JT Woods uh, the interception, the the game ending interception, no. and like I had already mentioned, his teammate Jalen Petrie had a really. I think removing defensive linemen from the conversation, Jalen Petrie is the best player in this game. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. Clearly, the top DB in in the whole week. Um, Woods was a little up and down, I thought, but. Um, seeing some of the center fielding capabilities and and kind yeah. of with interception in the game, but saw it a couple times in practice too. Um, I thought that was really uh, impressive. Um, I didn't really put too too much in terms of guys who didn't play all that well in the game. Okay. Uh, the off the offensive line as a whole. I mean, yeah, it was a tough tough week, and and yeah. again the D line just kind of dominated them in the game, which is what you saw all week in practice. I thought Carson Strong struggled. Um, Mainly just because he doesn't move very well at all, mm-hmm. and that was seeing with with the the offensive line struggles. You got to see Carson Strong have to kind of move around a little more, and I thought he he really struggled there. I think um, as a whole, you could be strong as a uh, as a slider. Yeah, oh, I think you could say that about a lot of the quarterback play. Yeah, uh, and, and just to pick on Zion McCollum, who had a really tough week, I thought Agreed. he struggled in this game. Yeah. Agreed. Um, we'll, we'll get to the everything else in a, in a bit, the actual practice. Uh, you want to want to jump into it now? Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll go through a couple, uh, you know, this show is just purely based around superlatives because it's a word I learned three years ago before we started this podcast and I've really leaned into it. So we'll go through <laughs> some big, big superlatives and then uh, we'll read an ad as we do. And then uh, we'll go best best player at each position through the week. Um Tight, tight 20. Tight 20. Yeah, and uh, we're getting in and out of this one? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start with the biggest the biggest uh, kind of question. Did any of these guys come out of the week looking like surefire first-round picks for you? Let me say Devin Lloyd, Jahan Dotson were kind of late dropouts. Jim Nagy does a good job of not letting you know when guys aren't going. Uh, <laughs> and then Cam Thomas was hurt, so we didn't get to see him either. Because I have one offensive and one defensive guy who, to me, looked like first-round picks all week. Uh, yeah, me too. And then I was going to – okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think that the easy one is Jermaine Johnson, who uh, – that, that, 
he didn't practice on day three, but he was the doesn't best matter. player at the senior bowl. Yeah, it didn't matter no. at all. Uh, dominated. Uh, not not many refs where he just didn't kick off the line ass. Again, American off the line, especially tackle, was uh, was struggling a lot of the week, but he was a big reason for it. And um, yeah, no, I mean, coming out of the week, that's that's a most definite first round pick. How high does he go? I don't know. People are people are talking about pretty high. I don't I don't know if he goes top fifteen or anything, but top twenty surely a possibility. Um. Yeah, he he the combination of twitch and hands. Yeah, I I think was really impressive. You saw him uh, kind of dominate one on ones, leaning on just being way way more athletic and just heavy, more heavy handed than the mm-hmm. tackles he was facing. Uh, and then in team, he looked fantastic against the run. He does yeah. a really good job setting the edge, and he care like he he's six five two sixty. But he moves like a way lighter guy, and you kind of forget how strong he is at the point of attack. I mean, there there was one play where he came backside and just completely demolished a running back. It was white, I think. Yeah, just mo- yeah. fucking blew him up. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a couple times. There was a couple times you saw him go speed to power in one on ones, and just like ridiculous how quickly he was in the backfield yeah. and just walking guys backwards. Yeah. Um, there, there was that one, the one rep, I think on day one against my guy, Max Johnson, who I spent too much time on the previous shows hyping up who, who had a pretty mad week where he just put um, uh, Max Mitchell in, into the ground. Yeah. And I think he had, he, had, he did that <laughs> to him the second, second day too. I think it was a bit of a slip for Mitchell, but um, no, I, I think the only tackle that really held up at all against Jermaine Johnson was, um, was Darian Kennard, like, at all. Everyone else just, just no shot. And Kennard wasn't really winning reps. He was just surviving, I like. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, it, it's a loaded edge class, but seeing a guy like that come out and kind of, ne- it didn't feel like he ever had a bad rep. No, he didn't. And, uh, I mean, there wasn't any surefire top, 10 picks. I mean, Trevor Penning was supposed to be potentially, but didn't play like one. Um, and just having him, yeah, having, having, there was just every box felt checked by Jermaine Johnson. And I already went back to the tape on a couple of the senior bowl guys who impressed me the most. And it's not as necessarily consistent on the tape. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of that is like, he is playing on a really bad team. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Like I, I and I just did the Wake Forest game, and his hands could use a, a, a or like maybe pass rush repertoire could use a little. Uh, it, like he needs to expand it, but if he can do that, like his get off and his power, like like I said, the speed, the power, a couple times, and then he plays his ass off and he sets yeah. the edge so strong. He's got everything there to be a, an all round star starting defensive end it's always fun in one-on-ones when he when he went to that spin move i thought it was just so electric and violent you know what i mean and it didn't lose very often <laughs> like i mean overall but it was pretty it was it was really fun watching jermaine johnson all week like you said i don't think he lost a rep yeah it was awesome so that that, that was my defensive guy do you do you have an offensive guy as well yeah i'm going johnson and johnson and going with zion johnson yeah yeah and I think that the cool part about Zion Johnson was he he spent a lot of time at center. Yeah. And I think you, there was a slight notice, like he was more comfortable at guard. Mm-hmm. And, and you, he looked like the best offensive player there, without a doubt, when playing guard. 
and I thought there was a noticeable slight just adjustment to playing center. But as the week went on, he got better and better there and looked more comfortable with the snap to yeah. snap to punch, which was a little slow, I thought, on day one. Um, but, yeah, by the end of the week, to me, he looked like just the combination of athleticism and, and strength. And he has such a just a good-looking physique in terms of offensive linemen. Like, he carries his weight so well. No, he, and, he does, yeah. Like, it almost to the point where he looks little, but once he gets out yeah. of that stance, he does not feel little. You know what I mean? And, and he plays with that edge, too. And then kind of the biggest thing for me on tape was anchor. I wanted to see him kind of hold up, and there was a couple strong-ass power rushers there, and he yeah. looked he, – he was able to anchor down against them. Yeah, like, you throw Travis Jones, who we haven't touched upon too much yet, who had a monster week, and he was just too powerful for everyone. And, you know, he was, he was nose up on Jones at a position that he, he's not familiar with, obviously playing center often. And, yeah, there were some there were some reps where it wasn't pretty, but, like, a lot of times, like you said, just hit that anchor uh, really well. Uh, I thought, like, you know, just replacing his hands against the power of Jones was doing great. Like, mirroring was no problem for him all week. Um, like you said, the movement ability. There was a couple um, couple times in the screen in team drill. I think one he got out on Muma really well and just yeah, just uh, uh, fucking walled him off. Um no, really impressive from Zion Johnson. It makes me happy, too, because, you know, we knew he's such a good player. and he, It's not like he was under the radar at all, but, you know, people people weren't talking about him during the season like they should have been or like they were last year. Well, and I think, I yeah. think like, even just looking at all the, the tri- pre-senior bowl hype that Trevor Penning had him, rightfully so, Zion Johnson should have had probably equal-ish hype, and it just kind of wasn't there, even though everyone, I think, thinks and knows he's a good player. It just kind of didn't align with the him being in the conversation as maybe he's the best guy there. Yeah. And then he played like it. Yeah, you know what? I think it's just, you know, he's he's not, you know, a massive hulking guy like Penn. Like, you know, there's nothing, like, to to him that, like, is like, holy fuck, you know, this got to go on Twitter or NFL Network's got top. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. He, like, he's just a damn good football player. And he can play all five yeah. positions. Do you want to play all yeah. five in the NFL? No, but it's pretty awesome that he can. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he's going to kill the combine, too. He's just such an athletic, yeah. moving yeah. offensive lineman. Um, moving to biggest offensive risers. I, I, I Again, I went with two. Uh, both wide receivers, because I thought, kind of overall, I thought the receivers were the best part about the offense this week. Uh, You know what? I totally agree. So, like, I, I put down five names. We don't have to hit them all. Uh, four of them are wide receivers. Okay. Um, And my, my number one is Christian Watson. I totally agree, yeah. The North Dakota State receiver who came in at a legit six four after I questioned. <laughs> we doubted, yeah, we doubted it. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I doubled down on the take on the preview show too. Um, he he came in and he just moves so silky smooth for a big receiver. Yeah. Um, and nobody could really hang with him. And it's not that he's like some dynamic route runner in terms of getting in and out of his breaks, but he's just so smooth for a bigger guy and he uses his body well. And I I just think it really showcased his underrated ability as a route runner because at North Dakota State, they they do a really good job at North Dakota State of getting him the football in space as a motion player or on screens or just taking deep shots with him where he can be the best athlete on the field. So it didn't... It, it it wasn't there wasn't a ton of different reds on, on tape, but then you see him at the senior bowl and he's kind of dominating everyone. And then you factor in how good he is after the catch, how explosive he is downfield, and he like there's starting to be some first round hype for him, which I mean that's pretty wild. Uh but at minimum it felt like he entered the week as maybe 
a bit of a early day three darling, and he at least ended it as a what feels like a top one hundred lock. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, he was making some awesome catches. It, it felt like so many times he was having to bail out a quarterback and you know going to ground on a deep ball or something. And uh, we saw in the game too, and he was pulling them in. Um, really impressive. I saw a Ben Fennel tweet I think today um, that he expects Watson to test very similarly to, to Martavis Bryant. Yeah, I saw that tweet too. Yeah, who, you know, if if he could catch the ball and he didn't have all the issues, would have been a first round pick. Um <laughs> so so if we if we see those type of numbers out of him, you know, four four ish or sub four four, that's that's pushing him into the top thirty two talk at least. Um no, he's fantastic. And like you said, just the movement ability. Um I thought the release stuff, like he he wasn't any fancy releases. He's got this like this lower body fluidity for a big guy that that's pretty impressive yeah. that lets him get off the line. He does this. I don't know if you noticed this one. He's got that, this funny bend to his leg and he keep, kept kind of using it and kind of just selling the out and coming back inside. And um, like, like it's, it's, it's like Catholic bends. It's, it's interesting. And it, it kept, it kept just throwing guys off and it kept working. And on top of all that, he can block. I thought he was the best looking blocking wide receiver too mm-hmm. in team drill. So um, pretty much complete week for, from, from Watson. Yeah, no, de- definitely. And, again, the wide receivers, I thought, overall, were the best part of the week. And he, he, I think, had the best combination yeah. of of weigh-in in terms of he checks the box sizes, made a bunch of great grabs, looked so smooth with his routes, and you just know he's this explosive yak guy already. Um my my other receiver I put down was Velas Jones. Mm-hmm. Now I could have put a I could have gone a bunch of different directions here, but I thought Velas Jones just looks like a potential instant impact slot type of playmaker. Um, he he did a really good job separating. He had a couple like the the there was a couple drops. Yeah, in the in the, the rain week. late in the rain that the day two he had a couple drops, but yeah, but. I, I chose to, like, focus more on his ability to get himself open. Because that's another guy. Every rep, I, it felt like he was just dominating. Especially, I think, at day three, the practice day three. It was just, like, and and in the rain practice day two. He was just, it felt uncoverable. Yeah, and that's a guy who, again, at Tennessee, they didn't ask him to run mm-hmm. a lot uh, of reds in that Josh Hubel offense. It's a lot of slants. It's a lot of goes. It's a lot of uh, bubble screens. Um, and you got to see him kind of showcase that, that lateral agility. And, and maybe more fancy footwork that you didn't necessarily expect out of him. Mm-hmm. And then you know what he can do after the catch, and he's one of the best return men in the country. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he really helped himself to be potentially an earlier day three guy who could make an impact in the NFL as a rookie. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he's one of those late uh, third-round guys. You know, we, we see a lot of hit receivers in his style get, get go. I, yeah. I, I was about to say, I, I, I'm getting some Amon Ross St. Brown. Not now. I know he had an insane rookie year. You know what's funny? But he was a fourth round pick, and that was the vibe I was getting. You know what's funny? I I, I stole this, but I was feeling it already. For the, the next guy I'm going to bring up, I I think he's a Monroe St. Brown, so that's kind of funny. Uh, but fellow shows, no amazing week though. The only like you said, the only thing was the drops. But like, even so, if it wasn't like he was the worst at it, like there were some receivers who couldn't hang on to the ball that during the week. There, uh, I got someone I'll mention. Yeah, exactly. So, but no, I, I don't think. There, there was not many relatives out there that he wasn't getting open. It just the, the quickness was so impressive for him. Um, yeah. Just to make the jump, because I, I thought Khalil Shakir looked a lot like Amon Ross St. Brown this week. That's the vibes I, gave, he, I was getting. Daniel Jeremiah, I know he, he said it. That's where I got it from. 
but I was already it was on the tip of my tongue, and I'm like, that's right. He he had one of the just most complete weeks I think overall. Yeah. Among any offensive prospect there. Yes. No. And it wasn't necessarily. It wasn't necessarily flashy. Yep, exactly. He just seems to know how to get open. And, I mean, you throw on the tape, and he does a fantastic job just finding holes in zone at Boise State and mm-hmm. being a, a, a guy they move around. And, and like the Lions did with Monroe St. Brown, who they, they'd line up at running back and stuff sometimes. Boise State did the same thing with Shakir. And uh, that that that's a guy I, I really know you love, so this must yeah. have felt good. Yeah, and that's, that's another point, too. Like, I think – when people, if, if they haven't yet, if they go back to the tape, the tape's going to look damn good, too. You're, you're not going to not love this guy on tape. So every every week he was making something ridiculous. But, no, I totally agree. It, it felt so complete, uh, so not flashy, but just so easy. Like, it felt like every time yeah. in, in team, if a quarterback really needed a completion, it was like a, a little slant to Shakir. And he was there. Like, yeah. it, it was so easy for him. Um, I don't think he dropped a ball. Maybe, maybe one that was a really tough catch on a high ball. Other than that, cl- hands were so clean. Um, lots of tight window uh, completions or you know grabs in the uh, in the team stuff. Just the, the short routes, like he was just creating so much separation with you know just simple breaks, not doing anything fancy, just making it look so easy. Just quick in and out of his breaks, and it was it was just clean, clean from Shakir. Yeah, he he might have had kind of the the highest floor type of week. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Just well well rounded player, like like you already touched upon. He's well built too. I came away like just seeing him. You know, uh, you get that that behind him shot <laughs> on the on the old uh, practice tape, and just just like he's not like a heavy dude or anything, but just he looks really well put together too. I just no the, the Monroe St. Brown vibes really came came across for 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 me, and also just dominant when they went on like seven on seven or team red zone. Again, it was just it was too easy for him. You have like seven more guys you're gonna talk about, or should we? Move no, on? no, no. I'll, I'll give you one more because he's your guy. Okay. Calvin Austin. Smart. Yeah, he's uh, he he he's one of my favorite players in this draft, and he uh, he made me feel smart. Yeah, no, definitely. I remember in the in the summer, I was not in on him. <laughs> I remember Jalen Robinson was my guy at, in the AAC. Uh, I had a lot of questions for 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 Austin. Uh, I come out of this week. I mean, again, it's a senior bowl, but I haven't dug into his his tape this year. I knew he had a great year, uh, but I came out of this week feeling dumb. You feeling smart? Um, <laughs> not that I already did. With though. with with him. I think my the, my immediate concern was how small he ended up coming in at at the weigh-ins, like yeah. just being five seven. But he has really long arms and mm-hmm. big hands, which yeah. is interesting. And, and you, then you he feel went, it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. He, he he went out and his his quickness was absurd, and he was winning against six two six three corners yeah. off the line of scrimmage instantly because his release repertoire, which is what made me fall for him over the summer. And now, um, now, like that, probably is a winnable. You know, I mean, he he's got the advantage there, being a speedy guy yeah, in a wide open Yeah, field. definitely. But it doesn't matter. No, he he looked fantastic. If even against you know, and, uh, like you know, McCreary, like even like guys like him, and, like it wasn't him, but you know, what and, I mean? he he would yeah, still and, he would still have no problem. And, and then yeah, that that and that was just the kind of the short area quickness to win off the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage or or win on the short routes. But then you also saw the explosive downfield separation ability. Yes. Um, where, where he'd have like five steps on a guys, and sometimes the quarterback would just miss them, miss them because the quarterbacks weren't very good. Exactly. But uh, th- that's a that's a day three guy that if you get him with a smarter, more creative offensive coordinator, I'd like to see him as a kind of a fourth receiver type of gadgety player. Um, I don't know how high kind of his his floor as a potential starter would be just because of the size thing. But like I'm, I'm here to pound the table for him to be, 
given a shot as a slot. Well, purely, I think he had a better week than than Atwell did last year, and he's bigger than him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, uh, that's what I was thinking about too. Like, Tutu Atwell being drafted where he was drafted set a weird precedent. Yeah, it did. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's going to help you know smaller receivers' cases down the road, but no, it definitely did. Um, no, let's, let's, okay, I think those are the dudes to talk about there. Okay, my my two defensive sliders comes back to the defensive line, specifically defensive tackles, because it it was a group that wasn't clear heading into the week. It was a group where there's depth, but there's not a lot of, like I don't know that there's a defensive tackle in this class you'd necessarily like including Jordan Davis and DeMarvin Leal, where you'd necessarily be like, that guy's definitely going in the top 20 type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, there's a couple different guys who I think different people will, will view as first-round guys. There's a lot of different flavors. Uh, the two guys who I think came out of it maybe helping themselves the most, even though maybe they the, the, there was a couple guys who played really well. I, I'm going to say... Pyrion Winfrey and, and Travis Jones mm-hmm. helped himself the most where Winfrey had a pretty inconsistent year on tape after he was expected to have kind of a bit of a glow up year. So he needed this week and he came in and I thought especially in team drills, his yeah. quickness and him playing more of a, a true three technique role, which he didn't play at, at Oklahoma. That's where he belongs. Yes. He just looks so natural there where he can lean on that. That that uh, that quick twitch get off and the ability to shoot gaps and just be, wreak havoc in the backfield and you saw that that numerous times in team drills and then with Travis Jones he was just the strongest player there like his pass rush reps were hilarious because ne- it was never really anything except a bull rush yeah, I know. but it also never really failed him at all and, and then he he just clogged space and it's it's kind of like are are you gonna take Jordan Davis a nose tackle in the first round or are you gonna take Travis Jones on day two. Yeah, no. I, I feel a lot more comfortable taking the nose tackle on day two, who's not that far off from Jordan Davis, maybe. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit more as a pass rusher, too. Yeah. Uh, but for no, sure, he, he he was just the nastiest guy, like, yeah. nastiest defensive guy all week, too. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Especially, like, with all these guys that never played center before, having to go, like I said, notes up on him. Like, that was, that was a lot of fun. No, I think those are two great ones. And, like, like, I feel like one of the guys that you would have mentioned here but didn't was Logan Hall because he's already there but also had a fantastic week. You know what I mean? Um, I, thought, I thought Wyatt Davis had a fantastic week too. Um, funny enough, uh, I, I think – Devontae Wyatt, you mean? Yeah, sorry. sorry, Devontae Wyatt, yeah. Wyatt Davis. Um, <laughs> um, I'll go to Edge. I, I mean, we've already talked about Boye Mafe, but I think, you know, really, really solid week and then amazing game. Um, I, I think, like, what, Daniel Jeremiah already said, oh, this is a first-round guy. I'm like – it's like, have you? Did you not watch him before? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's changed, DJ. But anyways, I think him helped himself a, a lot. Um, there, there, there was one rep, uh, or sorry, back to back reps on day one, where Mafe went up against Abraham Lucas, who's a guy we've long kind of stand for yeah. on this show. Yeah. And the first rep, he just goes outside, rip and dip, easy win. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the second, the second rep, he goes with a club swim inside, and I thought that was just the perfect way to show he's got the athleticism to win on the outside, but he's also got these heavy hands mm-hmm. and underrated, underrated pass rush repertoire to, to win inside and, and to rely on those hands when the when the speed isn't there for him, and I just thought that it was the perfect way to start his week, and he kind of never stopped playing well. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think I think even in the same uh, same session there, he had the, 
I think Raymond, you know, he just he just smoked him with a swipe. Raymond was just like completely off balance, head down. It was terrible from him. And then the next one, like he just lets Moffy into his body. You know what I mean? Like like you see the strength from Raymond, but then like Moffy just disengages, and it was too easy. And like it just yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, um, I think without the capper on the week, like it, he'd maybe be less talked about. Like, but not to take anything away from him because he was so damn good. It was just there's so many guys that are standing out, right? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. On the other team, same spot. I, th- I thought Kinsley and Gabari had a really good week. Yeah. Um, he, go ahead, yeah. He had, just because Jermaine Johnson in practice on the third third day, mm-hmm. I, I thought, or, or playing the game, I thought Kingsley and Ingbari might have had just the most complete week among the the edge rushers. Yeah, no, I think I think that's 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 fair. The, the man dropped a cross chop in one on ones, and that's when I knew he was my favorite player in the draft. <laughs> so you know, so I'm like, I think I had one where he like just stabbed Paul, got right underneath him, and and drove him right back into the coach's uh, coach's lap. Um, looked good in team team two. Another guy just making a lot of those backside plays. Um, had a couple sacks in team on the first day, I think too. Um, I think kind of helped by just the the American tackles were, were really really struggling, but um, just, just no, he, he really did had um, a really good week. He, he he, I thought maybe showed the best and most consistent hands through the week among the edge mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, that's fair. And and then I just those hands also translated to setting the edge and yeah. being able to kind yeah. of muscle up against the tackles and holding strong at the point of attack. He just looks like he's going to go day two and be a really solid starter for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you saw a lot of, like, tight ends trying to block him in team, and there's no shot. Um, last, Wait, I just want to say, yeah. also on tape at South Carolina, like, he's he's a very fluid mover. They asked him to drop into coverage kind of uh, – not not – Super, super frequently, but a couple times a game. And I, I always just find it impressive when a guy can do that, too, even though he's, like, a 260-pound edge. Yeah, I know. <laughs> totally. Um, last one. Is it, is it fair to put Jalen Petrie's name in here? Like, we already talked about, like, him being, I, being so fucking good. I, I think he is still, though, a riser. I think, too, because of the way he was deployed at Baylor, yeah. where it was more of this blitzing nickel, like, can he really cover? Can he play a true, more of a true safety role? Can he... Can he handle NFL level slot receivers? I think you came away just, especially in a week where I, I didn't think a ton of DBs stood out all that much. I totally agree. You came away with him looking like the best safety in coverage, the most versatile safety in coverage, and then you when you just remember how physical and nasty he is around the line of scrimmage, yeah. you felt you gotta feel really good about him. Like after Kyle Hamilton. Not saying he's a first-round guy or anything, but being that next safety off the board. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. Um, you felt its explosiveness and like you know the short man stuff too, just breaking on the ball. Um, yeah, and it, it did definitely help that the gap between him and the next best DB was so uh, so big. Like it was just really it was wasn't wasn't a great week for the DBs overall. I I don't want to spend too too much time on sliders because you want to be nice. Uh, to yeah, yeah, well, it's just like it's. You, you, it, it's a tough transition for a guy to jump in and have a strong week with all these new new uh, players around, new yeah. coaches, and it's a it's a weird setting for that. Yeah. And so some guys are going to struggle and then end up being great NFL players yeah, still. Yeah, for sure. And so you can't like, I don't think truly kill a guy uh, unless he's like supposed to be a first round player and just has a shitty week. Um, 
So uh, my two offensive guys were Nevada receiver Romeo Dubes. Yes. Who couldn't catch I was the football. shocked. <laughs> I was shocked at how many drops he had. It was brutal. And man. like, like he he's a guy who I thought on tape, and again tape trumps all, but he he had good hands and he tracked the ball really well on tape, and then he just throughout the week just couldn't catch anything, uh, and. On top of that, I didn't think he was very creative um, at the line of scrimmage or, or separating well in terms of speed or route running. Yeah. Uh, and then Spencer Bureford, who the UTSA tackle, yeah. who who measured in smaller than I was expecting and then proceeded to kind of just not look as athletic at the senior bowl as he did on tape uh, at UTSA. And, and he got beat pretty – his feet looked really tough at times. And uh, he plays really. He, I thought he played high on tape, and that showed up here. And edge rushers were just able to out athletic him and get under him. Yeah, no, I, he really, he really struggled. And Dubes, uh, the drops were brutal. Um, I'm gonna go with the guy we touched upon, and at the same position, uh, I thought Max Mitchell for a guy that had first round uh, talk from a few people. Uh, I don't think he looked closer first round guy. He, just shut up. He struggled. You didn't go. Yeah, go ahead. If you didn't come on to the the preview show and, and and lay it all out there like i had to so <laughs> i don't even know what your takes could have been <laughs> no, but i bet they would have been bad i, I had max mitchell as a top 10 guy entering the week no, i'm just kidding <laughs> no i think think he struggled a lot like i said like that the whole american tackle and really off the line group was was uh pretty bad um we i i, I like so like i kind of put raymond here but i don't think it's true like he's actually sliding but i just wanted to point him out because i didn't know we we're gonna hit him um, I'm gonna go two more. Uh, Charlie Kohler just just was not good in in any regard. I thought he didn't look good blocking at all. Uh, just didn't show much of anything, to be completely honest. And, and lastly, I'm gonna go Dube's teammate and put Carson Strong, who a guy who would have been a guy I would have been banging the table for going into the week. Um, man, the underthrows. There was just so many underthrows every time he was going deep. I, I respect that he was like especially the first couple days, especially in team. Some quarterbacks were reluctant to go deep, um, and he was pushing it, but like he just, it just wasn't getting there. There were so many underthrows where guys were wide receivers were winning and getting open deep, and he would just not have enough on it. The quarterback group as a whole, I mean, we'll get to it probably more when we talk about the best quarterback there, but it, it was pretty. I thought pretty disappointing. I totally agree, and I've seen some people coming out. Like, you know, with different takes on who was good and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which, I mean, I think that only – that that kind of when you have such differing co- takes on the quarterbacks, that only really confirms to me that – It's not a probably, good Probably, yeah, like if, if we're all kind of seeing it differently, we're probably all kind of, one, that we value different things, two, just kind of lo- like digging for the, the – the bright spots on who we want to see the bright spots on. Yeah, like, I think that's fair. We're prone to you're prone to bias when there's not a clear cut. Guy. Yeah, I know. I think I think that's a good point. I mean, I think there was a clear cut winner, quote unquote. I I do too. I do too. And I think there's a clear cut number two. And I I, I think there's a, a couple of really disappointing people, but we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to um, it. Defensive sliders. So defensive I, sliders. Yeah, I, let me start here. I thought Darian Kendrick showed fucking yeah. nothing this week. I, that was my number one. I thought that was the clear cut, definite, without a doubt. This is the number one defensive slider. I like maybe one. Did positive he even practice? Did he practice on day three? 
I watched him get burned to hell on day one. No, I think he did. It, I think he did. Was there on day three? Let me let me double check. I my can't. Notes. Re- yeah. I can't remember. He got burned to hell on on day one, and he was getting. Bur- it felt like the Michigan Orange Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where where he was just getting burned nonstop. Uh, like Jalen, I think was it Jalen Tolbert just cooked his ass. Yeah. Jalen Tolbert had a good week too. He did. Um, but yeah, Kendrick just doesn't look very athletic. He doesn't have the downfield speed to cover. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, he he did practice. Um, the Vellis Jones had one where he just turned him absolutely inside out, like it was brutal. And oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think his his one positive play came on the third day. He, he punched the ball out on Drummond, but like he was already kind of late to it. Um, but no, he, I don't. He, know. He he's prone to kind of bite on stuff and overcommit to like if if it, kind of all you have to do if you're not just gonna beat him with flat out speed you just kind of stem a route and he's <laughs> he's gonna fall step and you you're gonna win that's what it felt like I, he had a really tough week I thought on day one he it almost felt like he wasn't giving effort like that, that's why I don't that, like like I I think on one route. It was a deep route, and I think it was Tolbert, and he had, he he gave like a five yard cushion, and he's he either like just I don't know, it just didn't seem right, yeah. <laughs> like how easy it was. No, I totally, totally um, agree. Yeah, so I thought he was pretty clear cut. My I, I I think after that it was there wasn't necessarily a clear cut number two. Agreed. I I went with a guy who I don't love the tape on. I didn't really see all that much on, but I'm still seeing talk. So I, I figure I'll, I'll talk about him here. That's Damone Clark. I I just don't really see it. I didn't see it on tape. Uh, I don't think he he does all that. Like he's he makes a lot of tackles like five yards downfield, which okay. Um, he's six three. He's two forty. He's he's pretty good downhill athleticism. Yeah. But I didn't think he looked very good in coverage. And I think he's kind of lost in the in in the kind of in the trash a lot and I, I thought that showed up throughout this week and there's a couple linebackers I was really impressed with and I thought that only highlighted how unimpressive he was you know who I am I like watching stuff like this if I'm not focusing on linebackers I'm like not I don't get a good feel on them so I, I'm bad at linebackers I, I totally admit that uh I thought like one practice session he had a pretty good time like I think it was on the nine on seven. I thought he, you know, he was reading, reacting pretty well. He 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 looked he looked way better in team drill. Yeah. He, I I don't know. I I just think because there was other linebackers who just looked a lot better than part of this again too is the hype that's coming with him. No, yeah, I, that's like, I like, I've seen some really you know I I like I didn't know about that like a week before the senior bowl. I didn't know people felt like him felt about him that way. Yeah. Let's I, just say there was a big sky and a Mac linebacker who played him this week. <laughs> no, there was. I, I, you know me. I'm not a big linebacker unless I'm like unless I'm going into the tape. If I'm watching live, I'm bad at it. Um, yeah, because you don't you don't value them. I respect it. No, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna mention him, but I didn't think Channing Tindall had a very impressive week. I don't know how about you. Though. But did you see his special teams play? No, he didn't. Yeah, I thought, I thought he had really tight in coverage. Um, and I thought it, when, when Quay Walker wasn't part of the week, I thought it was a big chance for him. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. No, I, 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 yeah, I've got five linebackers who impressed me this week, but yeah, neither of those two, neither of the SEC dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, who, who else you got here? Yeah, I'll give you. I'll just give you one more for the sake of not being too mean. Uh, Hassel Garrett, who did get banged up in the yeah. in, in practice, but aside he, from that, yeah. there was no wins. I thought, and it was bad because he, like, we know how much he struggles against the run. Yeah, and then he just really didn't show anything in pass rush. Mm-mm. 
And uh, Stuber, Stuber, I literally injured him, unfortunately, in the, in the last practice. But Stuber kind of just dominated that that, that scene nice. there. Stuber, Stu, hey, if you listen to the the preview show, I was all I love Andrew Stuber. I thought like you know I said he's go ahead, I yeah. said he's this class is Ben Cleveland. <laughs> I thought he started really slow and then had a really good third day. Yeah, he did. He, did. he was awesome on the third day. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait. Way and Warrior. Or do you have anyone else? No, I was just going to say just Garrett just, just didn't really show anything. Yeah, no. let's move in. Let's move on. Qu- quickly, William Warrior, Daniel Falale wins as we all expected. <laughs> yeah, of course. He came in at 6'8", 387. What a monster. Uh, so it's kind of hard to find anyone. I, I mean, win for Christian Watson coming in at 6'4". Yeah. Um, uh, uh, maybe more of a low-key win. I thought Sterling Weatherford coming in at 6'3", 230. And then moving the way he moved as a move, making the transition from safety to linebacker this week, I thought that was pretty awesome do, for him. Do you have Weatherford anywhere? Uh, I, I put him as an honorable mention for best linebacker. I thought he had a really good week. I th- you know what? I, I thought he did too. Um, so I, I want to bring he, he it. was also, a bit up and down, but I, I thought the highs were really impressive. He, he like, was strangely the best pass rushing yes. all linebacker. Yeah, yeah. I totally Which, hate. this is a guy who, who played safety for his career for four years in the MAC. His fr- and yeah, he, yeah. He, he he had like actual a pass rush plan that all the other guys would just go try and bully you, but he he was using his hands really well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, like at the first time I thought it was, I thought it was teammate Dominic Robinson who who was, did have a really good week also, but uh, no, no, he did look good rushing the passer and like it was a bit up and down, but I I was really impressed with the highs of it. So I, I didn't end up putting him here, but I'm glad we brought him up. Um. I mean, Perry on Winfrey for the wingspan, and then just the whole week, I thought he really, yeah. really deserved it. But then two offensive linemen who just, uh, who I, I don't know if you're going to mention, but uh, Matt Willetsko, who ended up uh, having. He, he's, my, he, he's one of my pleasant surprises. Yeah, end up, I didn't end up putting him there because I had too many guys, but. He, especially with the tackle group struggling. Yeah. He, I think, made himself a good chunk of money. He did. No, he totally did. And he came in at. Like, Almost 6'7", 310, uh, almost an 86-inch wingspan, 35-inch arms. Check, 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 check. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, a bit of a slow start, but then I think day three looked really impressive. And, uh, no, that was... And he wasn't good. getting, like... He didn't feel like he didn't belong nope. even when he was... Lo- like, he he was... He'd lose a rep, but he'd win a rep. And then, yeah, he, he ended up really strong on day three. So, like, I did all the national team first. And then, like, you know, coming... I, I thought just off the line group in general was better on the national... And I came away, you know, like like I'm like he had a solid week, and then when I saw it compared to the American group, I'm like, oh, he had a, he had a really solid <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> and like, like he he yeah, go ahead. he had a top three week among offensive tackles. I uh, probably I not far off. Yeah, no, I think that's a great a guy who didn't have a good week, but uh, tested. <laughs> sorry, not tested, but uh, weighed in well. Was Braxton Jones because he's got 36 inch arms and he's yeah. six foot five. So, someone's gonna someone's gonna bite on that that potential. The Trey Pipkins effect is what I call it. He had so you, Pipkins <laughs> had like an okay senior week. Braxton Jones struggled, 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 struggled. He got beat. I think that was the first victim of Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, there was, uh, was lots of uh, Kingsley too. So yeah. Speaking of moving to new crushes, Kingsley and Bar is one of my two. I picked an offensive and defensive. I just I'm gonna fall for any pass rusher who comes in and shows off multiple moves, including a fucking cross chop, which I, I still can't believe he broke that out. But yeah, his his hands throughout the week were really good. 
And I just think he's going to be a really good NFL player and a lock of the day two and quickly quickly rising up my board as I dig more and more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, so my offensive one's Bo Melton. Yeah, that's <laughs> new. Ooh, I, I already I really, loved him, yeah. I, I already loved Bo Melton. I have a feeling – I have strong feelings for Rutgers, even though they're beating Ohio State in basketball right now. He he had the nastiest release repertoire there. Mm-hmm. He did. Like – he did some stanky leg and shit <laughs> off the line of scrimmage and just DBs didn't know what to do. And if you throw on the tape at Rutgers, he's, he's the best player in that Rutgers offense, oh, yes. but they, it's also Rutgers and they have this weird offense where they're rotating three quarterbacks. One's kind of a tight end. It's sick. <laughs> no Virgil's like at his third school. So Bo Melton's not getting as many touches as he should. Um, and he's not really running much of a route tree. It's like a, a ton of screens. It's screens in, in nine routes, basically. Uh, but so to get to see him kind of work in actual route tree and just look so explosive. Yeah. So quick. Like, he was he was uncomfortable like, for branches, uh, for, for stretches of the game. Or the, the branches. Yeah. yeah like. That's a day three slot receiver I'm going to pound the table for. Yeah, like, I remember a couple of reps, Petrie was really struggling with his quickness. Like, it was just... Yeah. He had a couple, like, just stutter moves, like, you know, through the through the, through a deep route. And then, like, you know, second uh, second gear out of it, and I'm like, holy fuck, that's impressive, winning deep. No, really, really good week. Um, no, for sure. Um, a couple guys we touched on. I thought Velas Jones and Calvin Austin, I was going to just give you some more credit there, and, and Jones was so good. Um, we haven't done too much Jesse Lucetta yet, and I... I that's... Hey... That's my. That might be like overall. I know he's Canadian, so yeah. I'm biased. That might be my favorite player in the draft, just because throw on the Iowa game, AJ. I will. I've I've thrown him on yet. Yeah. He he. So it's weird. He's this kind of this off ball mm-hmm. guy for two two three years, whatever. This year he's like used as a rundown edge player, and that's kind of all they let him do, and. His hands are just so heavy. Yes. And he plays with his hair on fire. And so he's shooting gaps. He's he's just working off. And so I, I say the Iowa game because, one, the Iowa game's the best game he played. Two, Iowa is a school who's known for producing NFL offensive linemen. Mm. And he's just giving them hell. Um, and then so I came away. He was listed as a linebacker this week. And that's kind of what he arrived at Penn State supposedly to do. He's clearly an edge rusher. He, li- he yeah. weighs in at 261. He comes into the week. He's playing edge all, like throughout the week, and he's looking good doing it. Um, there, there was like, I mean, take a take a Falale, for example. He, he went up uh, against him at one point, and uh, he just club swim inside, and it, it, it's a freaking easy win. He just. I don't know, he's twitched up too. Sorry, I, I'm stealing your thunder. He's your crush, my bad. <laughs> no, I already know he was. That's why I wanted to bring for yours. So I wanted to bring him up. And yeah, like I had a, a couple, like I think I think back to back, it was like a hit hit Raymond with a like just a great inside swim. It was fucking so quick. And then, he loves the inside swim. Yeah, and then the next one he does like the spin move that like Raymond holds up pretty well, but like it was just so violent. I'm like, yes, that that's that was nasty. I, I loved him. Uh yeah, I remember that the the swim to beat Philele. Like, yeah, that one that one was great. And I think that was a team. Um then he had, he had a, uh, a strip sack in the game, and he was just hunting in the game. It was just like, it was so much fun. And he kind of he showed a good repertoire. Like there was, oh, you know, what, you know what else was fun? He did that like hesitation spin move on on Zackle. Um, Zackle kind of held up, but it was it was just nasty that he even he even went for that in a one on one. 
Uh, no, he, he was he was a lot of fun. A lot of fun this week. Um, uh, to give you another, I, I wanted to give a DB credit because I didn't feel like any of them really, other than Petrie, really came out of the week. We're like, holy fuck, this guy's a dude. But I know, I think this guy, another guy you like a lot. Um, just Cam Taylor Britt's playing every snap at 100 fucking percent, playing through yeah. every whistle. I just really appreciate it. And, and it started with, I think, on the first day, it was uh, the stock drew, drew, uh, drill that they do. And he just <laughs> went and blew up Trey Turner. Like, and he was, Turner was trying to make the block. And I was like, holy fuck. I think he, like, gave him, like, a forearm shiver. It was great. Yeah. And then he, I really like him. Yeah. He, he like I thought, like, solid week. Um, definitely one of the better corners. Nothing nothing amazing to write home about. But I just love the effort and yeah. playing through the so whistle. Yeah. He, he's a guy who's just fe- very feisty. Yeah. But also, like, you throw on the tape. Throw on the Ohio State tape because, I mean, that's just the best barometer for it. Even, like, Ohio State 2020, he just looks good against Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. He's playing a ton of off-man and off-zone. Um, he's really natural. Off, he likes to read and react, and he's explosive getting downhill when he can react. He, he's a fun player. He's maybe a nickel, but he's mm-hmm. fun. No, I, I, um, I like him a lot, yeah. Okay, so the the most pleasant surprise of the week, I think, without a doubt, has to be Eric Johnson from Missouri State. I think that's a good who one. Who yeah. wasn't on the original roster. I only found out he was there when his weigh-in way, way was tweeted. And he was playing inside and outside. Mm-hmm. He's 6'5", 298. He held up really well as a run defender. Uh, and, and then he, he, he won a handful of pass rushing reps and, and one-on-ones, like, He's got some length. He's got some athleticism. That's a rotational NFL defensive lineman. Yeah. No, he looked good. He, he felt like he was just a ball of energy from his first snap, too. High effort, dude. Um, looked good in team, too. I had a couple where, you know, just TFLs in team. Uh, uh, nine and seven were just, like, discarding uh, Beerford. Um, like, I, I think another one where he just clean shed a Beerford for a TFL in the same, like, in the next uh, in the next session there. Um, it was it was from the first snap. And, like, I, I felt like day three, a little maybe a little fizzle. But overall, what a great week for for a guy that you know just came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, pleasant surprise. I kind of left it for for small school guys. So I want to give I want to give first shout out to a guy that I haven't seen get any credit, and I thought he had a really good week. And, and that's uh, Jatayer Carter, who I thought he who played guard for most of the week too. Yeah, I, I thought he was really good, man. I thought he was really good. Um, he well, his first big win was. He was listed at 275 on mm-hmm. Southern's roster, and I think he came in at 303. And then, they, yeah, he just like kind of committed to playing predominantly left guard through the week and just looked good. Yeah, it looked like a good athlete, uh, mirroring really well. It wasn't, wasn't perfect or anything, but, like, I thought that there was a couple couple reps against Logan Hall where he looked really good, and, like, he's got quick hands replacing his hands. Not, not perfect hands or anything, but just... All the pieces there, you know, he'll go on day three. That that's a really, really interesting developmental guard, who uh, I thought had a really good game, a really, really, really good week. Um, you know what else that came away? Like he's just getting on top of dudes. Like he was coming up with stance, just lightning quick. Uh, him and Winfrey had a couple of good battles. He's just getting out on him a, a couple times. Winfrey got him though, of course. He was a monster, but I, I just haven't seen anyone give him credit. And I thought he had an awesome week, so I, I want to give him my first shout out here. Good, you should. Um. Can I stick to to the guy that, that's playing beside him a lot of times? Who I've, who I've seen lots yeah. of credit for. I thought Cole Strange was really good. Yeah, Cole Strange was really good. And it's funny because 
his day one, he, he so he's not a natural center. No. He played left guard. Yep. He played a little left tackle for Chattanooga as well. But he settled in and got better through the week. And he, his anchor on day one, I mm-hmm. thought, was kind of my biggest question. Mm-hmm. And then it became his strength through the week. Yeah, yeah. And he was going toe-to-toe with Travis Jones. Yeah, you know, he had a couple – him and Jones had a lot of fun reps against each other. And, no, totally. Like, Jones walked him back a few times, but he was walking everyone back. Uh, but, but strange another guy, getting out on guys quick, uh, especially after the snap, which I thought was impressive. Uh, really, really um, grippy hands. I, I like that a lot. Good base. Uh, was mirroring the, the quicker guys pretty well. Um, him and Carter, for, for small school guys coming up, I thought we were really impressive. Uh, my, my other one was Waltzko. Waltzko, is that how you say it? Waltzko, I guess so, yeah. Waltzko. Where, where does North Dakota play, AJ? Uh, I forget what it's called. In a hockey, that yeah. hockey arena. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, it's sick. <laughs> okay. Sticking with trench play, my biggest disappointment, disappointment is Max Mitchell, who I – I spent 45 minutes talking about it on the preview show as maybe it ends up in the first round. Uh, but the other guy on the other preview show who I talked about is maybe end up in the first round was Logan Hall, who some people – Oh, really? I kind of – Go ahead. Okay. I, I, I didn't think he had as good a week as, as some, some people thought. I thought he had a good week. I thought he had a really strong week. I, I didn't think it was I, amazing. I, I didn't think it was like – I thought it was similar to how I feel about Trevor Penning's week. Okay, I disagree. Where, we'll get to Penning, though, but yeah. Where he won some, he lost some, but overall I didn't think he – Now he was playing – so he's 6'5". He came in at 6'5", 278. He's playing defensive tackle pretty mm-hmm. much all week, um, which I think that's smart because I think that's where he's going to be more valuable as a defensive tackle uh, in this draft class in particular. Um, and I just thought – there wasn't a ton of uh, flavor to his pass rush. It was a lot of just kind of try and out-athlete and or out-power a guy. And I just didn't see a ton of um, kind of weaponized hands that I wanted to see or, or enough use of his length. And then in team, I thought he disappeared a lot. Mm. Um I thought he had a good week. I didn't think there was a lot of losses in, in there. I, he had a couple, like, nice inside swims. I think it was um, against Hayes, who, who struggled a lot, the Oklahoma guard. Um, looked just uh, – the athleticism I thought was impressive. Um, had Like you said, kind of just a couple – I thought he was showing speed and power. I didn't, Like you said, fair enough that the repertoire wasn't insane. But, like, I thought he had a good a couple good swims. I used the inside swim a few times and looked pretty good off of it. Uh, a couple, like, spin counters. I thought he was pretty good. I, again, I don't – I wasn't as high as some, I don't think, going into the week on him. Um, Fair. But I, I thought... I, I, had him as a, I had him as a top 32 player. Okay, okay. So maybe that's why. Fair enough. Do, do you want to talk about Penning here? Uh, sure. I, I don't really have... Penning's week, where he just spent the week being the biggest jerk there, and I don't mean that as a negative. I mean no, that as a positive. positive. Absolutely. That, that kind of, I think, overshadowed how pedestrian his week was. Now, yeah. he didn't have a bad week. No, he didn't. But he entered the week, and again, I think I said this on the previous show, he entered the week as a guy who could come out of the week as a potential top 10, top 12 pick. Uh, more, currently, I think, being more viewed in the 15 to 25 range. And he certainly didn't play to that level. No. He, he didn't play like a first-round pick either. Um, 
That's just why I think it's a disappointment. And and I it, and it wasn't again. It wasn't a bad week. It just wasn't that great. No, if you know, and like and yeah, like he was probably the second best offensive tackle there. No, yeah, he's up there. No, I, I agree. Who? But that that's I, I don't want to spoil who your best one was, but like, would he be a top three offensive tackle there for you? You think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just just I, just like the way his week was hyped. Like he had this spectacular week. Exactly. And he didn't, is all I think. And especially for a guy that had the hype. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a small school guy that was coming in under the radar. It's not like that at all, obviously. Um, so that's, that's just why I wanted to highlight that here. Um, quickly, I want to do two more in the same vein, okay? I saw a lot of people giving Phil Mathis big credit for this week. I thought he was really meh. I, okay, me too. Yeah. I, I didn't think he stood out. I think he looked better in team, but yeah. I didn't think he stood out very much. No, he struggled a lot in one-on-ones. And uh, another guy, I got a couple names here because I'm an asshole. Um, but just, I saw some people giving him love, and I loved him going into the week. I thought Arnold Abiketti was kind of, eh. I didn't think he, he Well, he, it, it, I think the thing was, his, his wins were spicy. I think like that's he, fair. When he went a rep, it was spicy. He was, he was bendy. He was, he was winning with speed on the outside. It'd be like, he beats the tackle in an instant. Yeah. Which, and then like, his losses were just like, I don't know. Yeah, just kind of got locked up, and there yeah. was nothing. Yeah, um, and the losses were more than couple, the wins, I think. Yeah, and he had a couple splashier run uh, plays in team against the run, where he'd be coming backside. No, I'm not but saying if you. Yeah, I'm not saying he had the bad focus, week at all. No, I know you're not. But then if you focus on when you're running at, like he, if you wanted to rank the the, the edges in terms of ability against the run and setting the edge, like he was near the bottom. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, I think just the disconnect is that, like, for some people who weren't fans of his, uh, came into the week and saw just, you know, the, like, the explosiveness I and guess, stuff. And I understand that. It's just I liked like, him already. Did, yeah. did, did he, who, was he the best Penn State edge rusher there? No, he wasn't. Exactly. Um, okay, can I do more? I'm, I'm being too much of an asshole. No, you can, you can keep going if you want. Uh, just on a personal level, I loved Cole Turner, and he did not look good. Uh, I thought the athleticism just didn't really pop. It felt like everything was just kind of like slightly out of his reach, but catchable, and he wouldn't catch it. Um, and I, I, I'll just do one more because we touched about him. Abraham Lucas uh, got better as the week went on, but struggly early on. Yeah, it, I think it depends on how you viewed him yeah. entering the week. Yeah, for us, and we viewed him. Yeah. we viewed him pretty high. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's that's another one. Um. Okay. Bef- before the, uh, we move to the best at each position. Who's sending you back to the tape? Whether it could be good, it could be bad. Yeah, so I had Turner double written down, but I didn't mean to. So my top guy, <laughs> my top guy here, in a positive light for the prospect and a bad light for AJ, D'Angelo Malone. I thought he was awesome this week, and he was a guy that okay. yeah. I, I could have put him. So I opted for a good one and a bad one. Uh, I could have put him, but I put someone else. But uh, yeah, he made us both look silly. Yeah, no, he was awesome, man, and. Just speed to power and the quickness. He was wreaking havoc all all, all week. Um, a couple times he was in coverage and didn't look bad either. Like, like again, I'm not, I don't want him to be too often because he can rush the passer. But it looked awesome. He, he really did look, look really good. Looked good against the run. There's another guy making these splashy backside plays. Uh, I thought a couple times setting the edge well. Really, really good week from Tangela Malone. Um, so my, my guy who, who made me look silly is Darian Beavers, who I thought looked way better in coverage than I ever expected, 
solid in pass rush and, and quite strong in team. He's just a very well-rounded linebacker. I thought he was going to get cooked to hell. A lot of the linebackers did. He had a couple reps where he just uses his body really well yeah. um, to kind of slow guys down and, and kind of fuck up their routes. Um and, and he attacks the football well. So I, I had Beavers written down as new crush because I, I didn't have him anywhere else, and he's not a new crush. I just want to say I love Darren Beavers. I loved him coming into this week, and I was kind of concerned where you were too. And he, he was a little up and down, but no, I thought overall had a really good week. He had a really good week, and I just wanted to give him a shout-out. I'm glad you brought him up here because um, he felt like he had a really good strong week, and he's not getting the credit he's due on, on draft Twitter. I think Beavers are just like – solid he's big he's just well-rounded and like savvy I, I like beavers a lot i think he's gonna play in the nfl for a while man i, I like beavers he uh he i'd love to see him in new england yeah oh yeah that's a that's a really good fit for him. that's i like that a lot too um so so this one I, i'm gonna just put or no you know i'm gonna i'm gonna audible i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna flex out cole turner for isaiah likely who also just was a bit of a disappointment this week. I, I thought he was going to tear it up in Mobile. Yeah. Um, didn't look... The tight ends in general just weren't... Uh. Yeah. Like, I expected him to, see, to be so fluid-looking and so explosive, and we really didn't see that. I think he had, like, one nice corner where I'm like, I'm like finally it looks like Isaiah Likely. But other than that, just just wasn't very impressive. Um, so that, that one kind of hurt me. And I'll give you one more in a positive, like... Who I, I just wanted to see more of is what I was sending back to the tape. Dominique Robinson, who uh, got banged up midweek, but uh, the the glimpses from Robinson was really impressive. I, I liked he, what I saw. He, he he was fun. He was a lot of fun. Obviously, you know the story already if you listen to the podcast. Converted wide receiver and whatnot, but a lot of fun. I wish I wish he got to finish out the week. And it's just it's just I want to go back and get sink my teeth into him because he's a helpful, he's a fun player. My, my my final guy who I was high on, I didn't think had a week that justified how high and you already touched on it so i won't harp too much on it but abraham lucas mm-hmm. like i thought he could come out as a top 50 guy yeah. and he i don't know he had just a pretty mad weekend like you said he did get better but it wasn't to the level we expected i guess yeah especially in one-on-ones i'm like he's gonna look really clean i thought going into the week and throwing the tape and just letting dudes in on the body just uh, very soft i thought like yeah, yeah like he got better but not a great not a great week you know what is great though? I honestly have no idea who our sponsor is, so no, I don't. Sports drink. Oh, okay, yes, of course, sports drink's great. It has us. Sports drink brought you today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven. If you've lasted as long and deep into this as we are, uh, sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They are here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. My favorite team is the all the Senior Bowl national team. So, our rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. National that Jake Funk that is because he's playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, the national team was such a lock for anyone to watch practice. I think. Easy money, Amen. free money. Yeah. All right, we uh, you gotta get home to the wife, don't you? So let's let's make this back half quick. Uh, best quarterback this week. Um, the quarterbacks overall were pretty bad. I I think probably Kenny Pickett hurt himself the most. See, but just given the hype. 
You know what? But people people come away thinking Pickett had a good week, and I, I know we want. Well, to people, talk about I this. I thought Pickett and Sam Howell didn't have that like anything special, and then I saw some people thinking Sam Howell had a good week, and others think he had the worst week, and it's just like, I don't know. I thought Malik Willis had the best week because his his practice day of practice in the rain was like he was he was awesome, uh, and he was like all risk it. Uh, he he kept pushing it down the field. He was he, a lot of the quarterbacks kept dumping it off yes. and just doing nothing fun. He was fun, and then the game like his athleticism in the game just was ridiculous. So I thought he was the best quarterback. Yeah, I didn't think it was um, close. I totally agree with Malik Willis. No, he's got the best and, arm. And, and he's the best which, athlete. What's not to love? <laughs> and that's my biases too, because Malik Willis was my number one quarterback entering the week. The only quarterback in this draft that I think has the traits that is even worth considering a first-round pick on. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so it could just be reconfirming my biases like I talked about at the beginning with this class. But I also put Desmond Ritter as the second best because I just thought he got better, whereas a lot of the other guys kind of didn't. They just stayed at I the same that, level. That's fair, he, yeah. He got better practice to practice and then had a very good game. Yeah, I, I wasn't super impressed with Ritter, with Ritter overall, but no, I think that just speaks to who, the quarterbacks. Who, who would you? Who would your second quarterback? I be? don't even know. I think that, that there's such a gap that, between exactly. Willis and the and, next and, guy, and, and that's why I just thought with Ritter, I, I at least got to see improvements. I agree there. I totally agree. He did get better. I I, I think that's a good. What do you think? Before we move on, what do you think of Howell? Because that that seems to be one of the more polarizing ones. I thought, and, and the the picket the picket hype seems to mainly be because of what he did in the interviews. Interview yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up too. And and because his arm looked bad to me. I totally agree. I thought there was times where he just he just doesn't have it, and people were talking about like he's got a good arm. I'm like, I, I don't know what he's seeing. Like, especially in the in the in the wind and the rain, the ball was getting knocked down. I I don't know. Um, I thought Howell in terms of the deep stuff helped himself. Like if that's fair, um, there's a couple of nice, nice deep balls, but again, he was missing them too. And I, I thought overall, just like I don't think he helped himself, and I don't think he hurt himself. Like I think it's just not much to write home about with Sam Howell. I feel like that's the the, the case with just this. this yeah, group. no, I, I agree. But Malik Willis is, was fun as hell, and especially just seeing his athleticism. And uh, no, I came away with he's the best quarterback there, and it wasn't close. Uh, best running back again, Tough hard one. to separate yourself here. I think for pass protection alone, it has to be Damian Pierce. Yeah. Damian Pierce was locked down in pass protection. Yeah, he was good. No, I think that's fair. I, I, I wasn't sure who to give it to. I was split between Pierce, and I ended up just confirming my biases, I think, and gave it to Abram Smith, who uh, – Well, Go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so I think the three guys you look at are Damian Pierce, Abram Smith, and Tyler Beatty. Yeah. And I think with Pierce, it's because of the pass protection. With Abram Smith, it's purely what he uh, for his pure running ability. And Beatty is what, what he can do uh, in the open field. Yeah, but Abram, Abram Smith actually came out and looked pretty good catching the football. Which, yeah, he, which, he did. He know. Which is why I give him the nod. And P- Pierce looked great and, in, in pass pro. I totally agree. For me, I give him the nod because Pierce had a couple bad drops. And it felt like... Uh, okay, I was, I was going to say, I felt like people are ignoring that. You know, because I, I counted like three or four drops. And I know a couple were in the rain, but... People are really talking up his pass catching ability. You know what he was? He had a couple of routes where he's getting he's winning deep. Uh, I thought the linebackers were in coverage overall this week. He was winning deep, and um, but it's a tough setting. Anyways, he was winning deep, and it was there, and then he just couldn't track it. And that was like two or three yeah. times where it either just went off his hands or like he should have caught it and like stumbled on one, I remember. Um, tough plays, but then he even had some drops underneath. Whereas Avery Smith, um, I, I thought just a little more well-rounded and complete and was looking pretty good catching the ball. Just clean. 
And then, of course, like, as, trustworthy. A, as a crew. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great word for Amos. Uh, trustworthy uh, and violent, what's not to love. I mean, that's what you want out of running backs. Uh, I was also, I didn't mention, I was kind of disappointed with Rashad Boy. He didn't stand out to me. You know, he had a, like I was hoping. He had a couple good reps. I, I thought the pass I catching. really talked him up on the preview, Okay, Jay. okay. I, I thought, like. <laughs> I, I may have said Alvin Kamara at oh. one point. No one could stop me. Oh, no, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, you're, you had a bad week last week. Um, I thought for White, like. I like some. I like his patience. Like I thought he's just like seeing the hole and going a lot in team, and I like that. And it looked pretty good. Um, the pass catching was up and down, which is why I thought. It, yeah. A little work. Yeah. You saw it sometimes, but also just like a lot of like him like slipping out of the breaks and, and not having other guys, so it's not the rainy field on 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 the Wednesday or anything. Like, yeah, no, I I, I think that's fair. Uh, best wide receiver, I give it to Christian Watson. Me too, and I, I think there was a lot of fun receivers, and there was a lot of good receiver play. But I don't think it's particularly close. I think Watson's a clear-cut dude because of how complete his week was, and we've yeah. already we've already you know gave love to Jones and and Austin and and Shakir and Melton and Tolbert, who we probably haven't given enough love to because he was really good. Um, but I think Watson stands above them all. Uh, and, uh, just to file off a quick couple names: uh, Bo Melton, Calvin Austin, Vilas Jones, Jalen Tolbert, Khalil Shakir. We didn't talk all that much about Jalen Tolbert, but I, I thought he had a very good week too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, best tight end. Tough. Tough. Yeah. Tough. I gave it to Daniel Bellinger. Me too. I did too. Because he was he just, the best blocker. Yeah. And multiple times, and this was happening all week, the DB would be on him. And when the ball was in the air, he would separate. And he, he did a really good job using his body to to kind of move guys and separate from them. He's not very athletic. He's John Bates. Yeah, he's, he, I came with him just like, this dude is solid. This dude is sturdy. I don't think he had a drop all week. I'm like, this is just, he's catching everything. Good, clean hands. I'm like, this is just a dude. Um, We've talked negatively about some tight ends. I just want to quickly, uh, what do you think of Trey McBride? Because he's kind of tight end one and whatnot, whatever you want to say. He he had that really splashy kind of 50-50 ball grab yes, in the rain. that was really nice. That people are really talking up. But like I don't think he had a bad week, but I just didn't. He didn't separate himself in my mind. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I thought I thought the highest highs I thought came from Jake Ferguson, and then Bellinger had the just cleanest week. And yeah, yeah, I thought I thought Ferguson. You you think he's gonna be a steady tight end on day three, and same as Bellinger and, and Ferguson a little more yeah. upside. But no, I thought they're good. Uh, my, my 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 main take was like, I wish likely, I wish Cole Turner, yeah. I wish one of them athleticism really helped them separate or. And Jeremy Rucker was solid, too. Just felt like you didn't yeah, see a lot of Rucker. I don't know. No. Um, and he wasn't there on day three. Yeah, exactly. Um, NFL Network's talking about Greg Dulcich, who I thought was fine. Uh, that was weird, yeah. I thought he was fine. I don't know. I didn't, he didn't really didn't DJ pop loved him. Yeah. DJ loved him. And um, sort of the last thing I want to say on McBride, um, you saw the lack of athleticism. He was making a lot of good grabs. Uh, I felt like he was pushing off of that every top, the top of every route, but getting away with it, so that's cool. Um I thought what really soured me is that he looked like shit in pass protection. He looked bad. Yeah, he did. He looked really bad. I'm like, how are you tight end this guy as, like, a tight end one when – I mean, it's a senior bowl, but you know what I mean. Like, and let's overreact. How are you touting this guy as tight end one uh, when, you know, it's like, oh, he's not the, you know, he's not the most explosive, blah, blah, blah. Run blocking didn't look bad, but when you look at him, like, blocking like that um, in pass protection, it was, it was ugly. Anyways. Let's move on. Uh, best interior offensive lineman, I think we're both giving it to Zion Johnson. Yeah, for 100%, for sure. Cole Strange would be my number two, I think. I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about IOL, um, guys. Yeah. Ed Ingram, who we didn't talk about, I thought had a pretty good week. 
Um, Ingram was solid. You know, he's yeah. Go ahead, sorry. He, he's I thought I think he's pretty. He's hit or miss because he's so aggressive. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I want to give out a shout a shout out too. I, I don't know if you feel the same. I thought Salier had a good week, like a quietly strong week. I I disagree. Okay, I, I thought you might. I don't know why, but I I thought he had I, a solid week, like nothing special. I, but yeah. I and now I I just don't think he he's. I think he struggles to move. Mm. Like he can, ma- he has to play in a power scheme. Is my main take, and and I think like I, as I dug in preparing for the preview show too, that was my takeaway. He's not a tackle. He has to play power guard. He, yeah, he's a guard. Um, but yeah, I I, I my I put Zion, Ed Ingram, Cole Strange, Andrew Stuber. <laughs> um, okay, so no, I like Stuber a lot. <laughs> Just uh, I want to give you a little salary. I saw one pull on Doman that looked really good in team. Um, I thought he did maybe the best job on Eric Johnson. And that's a guy that can move, and I, I, I like that. That's impressive. Um, and then I think like even one time like he looked pretty good on a tackle against against Enigbari. So I thought he had a solid week. Nothing special, but just I just I didn't have him anywhere else. I want to show. Him. I don't think he's close to the best. I just want to show him out. Yeah, yeah, fair. But uh, speaking of tackle, best offensive tackle, who'd you go with? I went with Big Danny F, but I really had no. It- I, 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 oh, I thought you were saying Darian Kennard because I went with Darian Kennard. I thought we saw that. No, I went, I went with Daniel Falalele, but I really didn't. Falalele, he, like, he just, I feel like he didn't have a bad week. Yeah. Which is kind of how you won this group. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what, you saw the, the, the Can, yeah, go ahead. Kennard, I was playing guard and tackle. I just thought, uh, like, he, him versus Jermaine Johnson, uh, first of all. Yeah. The uh, the Lions doing that kind of end yeah, practice with best on best was sick, yeah. but the the three straight times him and Jermaine Johnson was so much fun. Uh, I thought he did a really good job, um, just really strong. I thought another thing he checked the box on length. Yeah, that's it. I think he had thirty five inch arms, and then yeah, he like I do still believe he's a guard, but I I just thought he was the most consistent pass protector. Yeah, I think that's fair for for me the with Falalele, um, when it came together. It was just, it was just so good. I mean, yeah, that's a couple times, like guys, the highs were high. Yeah, a couple times, like guys went to speed to power. It's, it's hitting a wall. Um, for me, it just like it's it, it, hanging timing. He needs to improve and just shooting his hands better. I like to see him be more physical, man. Like you're, you're that fucking size, you can abuse people. Um, so like I, again, I don't know. It was both like ups and downs. I just thought like no one had a great week, and um, I thought Falele kind of settled in a bit. And so I'm like, you know, some nice recovery plays when he was missing. Again, I just and and he get, he gets the way in Warriors. So I just there was no one really that stood out, and which kind of sucks because I love yeah. I love tackles. Uh, yeah, I put I put Penning and Waltz go here too uh, as like the honorable mentions. Um, interior defensive line, I have a long list. Perion Winfrey sitting at the top. Agreed. Yeah, but and we talked a bit about Travis Jones yeah. already and Eric Johnson. Devontae Wyatt had a really good week. Yeah. He might be the best interior defensive lineman in this class. Just the combination of quickness, uh, power, yeah. pass rush. He's kind of the most complete guy, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and then a pair of nose tackles I thought had good weeks. Atito Ogbonia from UCLA and Neil Farrell from LSU. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, Ogbonia was been my one of my uh, new crushes. I thought he was great. He, he was fun, eh? Yeah. Well, you just love UCLA. I do, problems. but it's it's like actually true. He was so good. He's just a fucking load. Eddie Vanderdose. Eddie Vanderdose. No, he's just <laughs> – Ogbonia was yeah. just such a load, man. And he was just getting under dudes and, 
and putting guys on their asses. It was great. Um, he's a ton of fun. And, and Neil Farrell had such a solid week. Another guy just just he. So I only got to his tape just before the preview show. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, no, he's good, man. And I think this is this is turning out to be a really good nose tackle class. <laughs> like it, it is. Yeah, it's weak at the top of the ideal, but if you just want a nose, it's a good group. Yeah. Uh, Edge, Jermaine Johnson, yeah. yeah, Kingsley and Nogbar is my second. Yes, I think that's correct. Uh, I also put Boy Mafia here, Jesse Lacuda, D'Angelo Malone. Yeah, I think that's the case. In late call up, Ole Miss's Sam Williams had a good week. Yeah, a lot of flashy plays from Sam Williams. I thought that was fun. Really, really athletic. And it was was awesome in the Shrine Bowl. Um, yeah, he's really athletic. Just quick as hell. Uh, best linebacker. This is kind of. There's a couple of guys who played pretty pretty solidly, pretty well. Yeah. Who'd you give the top nod to? Yeah, I, I struggled. Uh, I I was not sure. I wanted to give it to Beavers. I didn't end up. I I gave it to a guy who I thought started slow, but I know everyone kind of loved. But I thought finished out strong. And pound for pound, yeah. he had the best week, and that was Troy Anderson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he his day one was, like, not bad, but it was okay. But he got better as the week went on. And if you watched him in the uh, – he was the best in one-on-one coverage especially in the South Alabama indoor facility mm-hmm. practice. Yep. Uh, like there was that one rep against Cole Turner where they split out wide and there was just kind of a 50, 50 ball and he ripped the ball yep. out. Uh, he, he also, I mean, you throw on the Montana state tape, he's playing so much overhang. He's so used to playing this big nickel roll in space. So, um, see, that's why at first I thought it was like, he left a bit of a sour taste uh, the first day. So I thought he looked a little tight in coverage and was struggling a little bit. Excuse me, but then then he just finished out so strongly, he just said. And, yeah, yeah. he was the top dude. Then, yeah, Beavers had a good week. I thought Chad Muma looked particularly good in team drills. Um, Sterling Weatherford, as yes. we showed it out yeah. earlier. Yeah. And I, th- I thought JoJo Doman had a solid week, too. Doman, like, start. I thought Doman started well and then faded. He did. Uh, yeah. He did. Yeah. Um, best corner. Struggled. Um, I I got my guy. I ended up giving it to Cam Taylor Britt because I loved him. Um Okay. Second choice would have been Kobe Bryant. Well, I thought Roger McCreary, like, when he was in, was the best corner, clearly. He didn't take that many reps. Yeah. Some, uh, I thought Kobe Bryant really showed patience. Yes, patient as fuck. It was a, it was a, sometimes it was too much, but uh, when it was working, it was great. I thought Tariq Castro Fields had high highs. Fair enough. Not, not like a great week, but I, I thought he had some flashy stuff. Fair enough. You already mentioned Cam Taylor Britt. I, Damari Mathis is who I gave it to. Okay, I'm glad you did. Cause I I didn't. I had a Damari Mathis for um, Pleasant Surprise. Didn't end up getting it there, so did, I'm, I'm glad you he, did. He had a couple really good reps, and I, he looked good playing nickel too. He's playing nickel and team. Um, but yeah, he he's a guy who also looked. He was really patient. He yeah. really seems to trust his eyes, and he attacks the ball well. And he had a couple PBUs, and I thought I saw a, a, a really good week for. If you listen to the preview show, I just brush over him, so I look. No, silly. that's a good. No, that's why I put him pleasant surprise. And um, I thought he had the most consistent week, and I think that's a good choice for top corner. For me, just Taylor Britt gave me the. I, I just I just fell for him the hardest. So <laughs> yeah. And best safety, it's clearly uh, Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petrie. Who would be second I, I for you? Yeah. K- Kirby Joseph. Really? Kirby Kirby Joseph was put into a setting that didn't favor his skill yeah. set in one-on-ones because he's he's such a like a deep center field type safety. And I thought he struggled early. He, he got did. better. But yeah. even in, in, in team drills, they were having him kind of like play in the box a lot too. And he looked pretty good doing it there. And then, but when he was playing deeper, he, he looked a lot more natural. I guess kind of, when no one, no one clearly 
was the option at number two. I went with the guy who I thought showed the most upside. No, yeah, I thought like he wasn't bad the the first day, just wasn't popping. And I totally I, think like I, by day three rolling around, he he was popping. Like yeah, I, I agree. The, like none of the safeties were really like actually bad. No, but none of them were also like outside. Of yeah, like outside of Petrie, exactly. So I don't even know who I like. I, my second choice might be JT Woods, but he he's the guy who had it up and down week two. But I just like the, the flashes from him. Yeah, um, yeah. I wish I saw more from Tyson Anderson. Yeah. Like he didn't have a bad week, but it just was whatever. It just felt like he wasn't put like, in good spots almost. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we did it. We got through another Senior Bowl. Thank you, Jim Nagy. Uh, what are we doing next week, AJ? Can I quickly say just, I think overall, first of all, Nags are great job. But I thought overall you could feel that this class wasn't very good via the Senior Bowl. You know what I mean? And that, that's not knocking the, the players that Nagy put there. It's just you could feel like no. the quality of play in this Senior Bowl compared but, to years but, past. It's just but, a little a but, tick down, yeah. I will say it is kind of fun because then it gets you – a more isolated yeah. look at like Jermaine Johnson, some guy, Braxton Jones, over and over. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the guys who are really good clearly stood out. But like a guy like Jesse Lucetta, yeah, Lucetta gets a gets a chance. A guy who or, wouldn't be there most years. No, that's that's very fair. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I so I there's there's positives and negatives. Sterling Weatherford might not be there most mm-hmm. years. You know what I mean? Like a couple got Calvin Austin, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so so it was cool. Eric Johnson, obviously. So it, it was still fun. It's always fun. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Jim, Mister Mister Nagy. Thank, thank you, Jim. We've sent our thank you cards. In Next the week, you you want to do our our college football carousel or our NFL carousel for? I, oh. I guess college. Right? Well, we gotta see we gotta see what happens to Brian Harson. Oh, okay, we're on Harson watch now. Harson watches on. <laughs>